With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike. My name, of course, is Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and if you're clicking onto this one today, of course you already know the news, that is the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens have been delayed for a third time now. And if you read the appropriately named title, The Steelers Are Getting Screwed, you probably feel a lot how I'm feeling right now. Now, I know if you're probably clicking on any Steelers-related podcast, it's probably going to be a whole lot of venting and yelling and, and anger for some from some people. And I, I really want to almost avoid that. But this exercise today, I, I think, is a podcast almost more for me to get it out. And if by listening to what I have to say makes you feel a little bit better about the situation that's going on with the Steelers, and I feel like I have done my job here. I really look at this game and think to myself, yeah, sure, there is the, the broader picture of of health-related issues and making sure everyone's okay. I get that. I understand completely. That was just the nature of the NFL this year. But as I sit here in this moment and really look at this, big picture perspective, the Baltimore Ravens have stopped testing positive for COVID-19. The NFL and the Ravens, through their insiders, have said that they believe this outbreak has been contained and it is over. The people that have COVID haven't uh, been directly in contact with anyone else that's left on the team. Sure, that team is down a lot of bodies, but as the NFL said, they do not care about competitive uh, advantages this year specifically because of the situation that is at hand. Now, if that really is the case, why does it feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers are the team that's getting hosed the most in this situation? If it's not about competitive advantages, why exactly are the Steelers the ones that are at such a critical disadvantage when they're the team that didn't do anything wrong. Now, if there's a Baltimore Ravens fan here listening and scoffing at what I just said, oh, the Steelers had a couple guys that tested positive this week. That's not necessarily true. Sure, James Conner tested positive. The three other members on the COVID reserve list, one of them, Isaiah Bugs, is already back 
you practiced the other day. He had had a, it, it was either a false positive or his uh, close contact window has already uh, come to a close and he is no longer on the list. Once again, the Steelers do absolutely everything right in this situation. But for whatever reason, they're the team facing the most substantial penalty. And to be frank with you, I really do not think this is fair whatsoever. The, the game continuing to be pushed back and, and this point of the year, the third time this season or this week, I should say, that the Steelers game has been rescheduled now nearly a week after it was originally supposed to be scheduled to be played. As we're sitting here, it's no longer a case of getting people healthy. It's a case of the Ravens not feeling comfortable because they haven't practiced. But whose fault is that really? In one hand, one of the reasons why I wanted this game to still be played despite the uh, limited roster for the Ravens is, hell, part of your punishment should be that you play without those guys. Who knows how hard the NFL drops the hammer on the Ravens? We've seen it on other teams like the Saints. They lost $700,000 in a seventh-round draft pick because they're dancing in a locker room without masks on. When they're around people that tested negative for COVID every single day, they have to go in and get tested. And that's the only people that were there. And, and that was the penalty they faced. I can only imagine what's going to happen to the, the Ravens, but at, at the rate this is going, I feel like they're, they're going to end up with no punishment at all. They had a coach... A strength and conditioning coach that specifically broke the rules. And yes, that's exactly what happened. He, he chose to not only not wear a mask, but he chose to not wear his tracker. And if you think that's no big deal, then obviously people notice this. And no one hesitated to say anything. There was a level of complacency that this coach, Steve Saunders, I believe his name is, could just do whatever he wanted. John Harbaugh, Wang Harbs, as we like to call him it, behind the steel curtain. He didn't care. He looked at him and said, whatever. And each and every player that worked with him clearly said the same thing. And for the NFL to already be in the intensive protocol, which is what they've been in for a couple weeks now, league-wide mandatory, the organization was already going through this. And they're already limiting the amount of time around each other, limiting, uh, forcing mandatory masks in the facility. How exactly could this outbreak happen? And I, I think we'll find through investigation that it was a whole lot more people outside of Steve Saunders um, that were uh, not wearing a mask. And sure, that might be a that, that might be a hot button topic and something we can get in once something along those lines are confirmed. But at the end of the day, these protocols have worked for every other team. It, when someone's tested for po uh, COVID-19, the only other team that had a, a, a breakout was the Tennessee Titans who, after the original tests and shutdown of the facility, were caught having practices outside of their original scheduled time when they were supposed to be at home quarantined. So, so you tell me, do, do you think anything else is fishy going on here? Personally, <laughs> I believe so. And I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you could you can honestly look down in your heart and say, yeah, there's probably something else going on here. Whether or not they're hanging out outside of practice, which is against the rules in this uh, extreme protocol, there is something going on. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes in the coming weeks. But the topic of hand here is the, the, specifically the Steelers being screwed. This team has already gone through uh, quite the quite the challenging schedule that so many people like to call soft. Oh, they're playing cupcake teams. It's basically the same schedule the Ravens have. 
Basically the same schedule that the Cleveland Browns have. And once again, this is basically the same schedule the Cincinnati Bengals have, yet none of those teams are undefeated. None of those teams have uh, knocked off every single team that's not within the FC North. No. No, no, the Steelers have a cupcake schedule, but whatever. The Steelers are 10-0 and at this point in the year. They had their game against the Titans rescheduled to later in the year, and their bye week moved around. They ended up practicing the entire week and just had Sunday off. If you consider that a bye week, sure. That's It's kind of weak on, on your part if that's what you're thinking. But to be honest, I do not consider that a bye week at all. Then you fast forward to this week. The team was planning on having five days rest after that Thanksgiving primetime game. Five days. They weren't supposed to practice until Wednesday. <laughs> the day they're ending up playing this game. That's what they're preparing for. The Steelers have had, they will have three pregame walkthroughs legitimately they will do three pre-game walkthrough practices think about that for a second seriously think about that because of the amount of times this game's been moved and the Steelers have been able to practice and they've been able to get guys healthy because of everything going on with the Ravens the Steelers have continually they'll have practice way more than any other team in the NFL because of what's going on it, it, like it, it's legitimately funny how can this continue to, to happen against the Pittsburgh Steelers you can dive in all the conspiracy theories you want, and obviously, I, I feel like the, the trend of uh, Harbaugh and the, and the Ravens front office trying to manipulate the NFL into delaying this game and potentially adding a, a Week 18, and with that, if that includes adding an eighth playoff team, which would only help the Ravens, who after this week probably will end up being 6-5 and five and w- would really only be competing for 7th seed in the playoffs adding an eight seed that they have a much higher chance of actually making it when you really look at this it helps them in in every situation if if the ravens were i don't know eight and two at this point i bet you they they would have played on tuesday night i i seriously bet you that's exactly what would have happened but here we are the game's been moved once again and the steelers schedule continues to be messed with they basically practiced every single day and starting on monday of last week a week ago you're listening to this probably on tuesday so eight days ago they started practicing on monday they had their second pregame practice walkthrough on tuesday i'm sure mike tomlin will probably end up giving his team the day off but it's likely that they just end up back at the facility one more time to go through everything that's already been said and then play the game against the Ravens. And then, what, on Monday, they have to play the Washington football team again. And then after that, they're going to Buffalo to play the Sunday Nighter. That's three games in 12 days. Three games in 12 days. That is absolutely ridiculous in the NFL. That That is insane to me and anyone's thinking oh the Steelers they got their time off already because of uh, the Ravens delay do you really think that they've gotten any time off they've been watching film this entire time they still play in the NFL they haven't had any mental break to this season you see some guys talk about what they're planning to do with their little mini bye week that was supposed to uh, come when this game was done on Thursday Devlin Hodges was planning on uh, trying to go uh, find himself a nice little buck to mount on his over his fireplace. That didn't happen. Sure, he's the practice squad quarterback, but you can rest assured that every single member in that lock- locker room had plans to do something that wasn't football related and 
just kind of deload from a grueling NFL season because that's exactly what a season is. It, it is a war of attrition. And all of a sudden, the Steelers are going to have to play a 17-week schedule without a bye. Honestly, that's what it comes down to. Sure, I guess it was week four that they didn't play. They still worked all week. Is, is that a vacation? Like, if you're going to the Bahamas for a week, but you're on your phone the entire time and your laptop doing work, and you never left your hotel room, were you seriously having a week off? Did that happen? Because to me, that seems like you just worked from another location. That's basically what's happening for the Steelers here. This lack of time off is something that could seriously harm this team's chance of winning a Super Bowl. And especially with the Kansas City Chiefs breathing down their neck at 10-1, and one, the Steelers right now, at least it seems like 15-1, and one, plus hopefully holding a tiebreaker over the Chiefs, is the only way they're going to end up with that number one seed. So either that or they run the table. And they're going to have to do that with absolutely no rest. And if the Steelers come in second, because there is no bye week for the second place team in either conference anymore, they will continue to have to play games. And if they want to win the Super Bowl, that is four playoff games in four consecutive or three consecutive weeks, a brief bye, and then the Super Bowl. Plus those 17 weeks that they never had off. And you think about even before that, there was no preseason. So no no days off for the starters because they were right in the thick of training camp and had to be ready for the regular season. These guys have been going straight since the beginning of August. Legitimately, I, I you cannot expect this team not to be tired. And right now, the, the biggest issue for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers is figuring out a way to balance giving these guys time off, getting their bodies right, and trying to game plan for these games in practice. At some point this year, the Steelers are probably going to have to have a two-week a two-week two uh, preparation period or a two-day preparation period. Can't do it against the Washington football team. They're probably going to have to be back at work on Thursday after this Ravens game on Wednesday to be ready for Monday night. Like legitimately, and for whatever reason, the Ravens get to play on Tuesday. They get the extra day's rest. You know why? Because that's when Lamar Jackson's slated to come back. That's exactly why they, the uh, NFL is doing that. They don't care about the Steelers in, in this situation at all. And, and there's really nothing anyone can say to me at this point to suggest otherwise. At some point, you got to sit here and think, what's the compensation going to be for the Steelers? They've gone through this twice and have been seriously screwed. And sure, there was something to be said about the com- competitive advantages uh, not being a thing this year. The Steelers had no advantage. They didn't do anything wrong. But for whatever reason, two times this year, they've been screwed by other teams. And uh, to be honest, I feel like the most fair move, those draft picks you've taken away from other teams... Why not start giving them to the teams that did everything right and then got affected by this? Seriously, why not just give the Steelers that Saints seventh rounder? Or I believe it was the Raiders also lost a, a, a mid-late round pick. For the two weeks, why not give those Steelers? Like, legitimately, when you seriously think about it, you could even slap them on at the end of the respected rounds that they're supposed to be in. But... Without those draft picks, the people that it's most going to affect is those college, those last two college players that don't get drafted that are going to have to uh, sign undrafted free agent contracts and make less money. That's the, the that's who's going to get screwed the most here. Is is two extra? At this point, I think there's three teams that have lost draft picks because of COVID related issues. Three guys aren't going to get their payday because three teams chose to be selfish. Why not reward the teams that have been screwed and? 
to this point this year, the team that's been screwed is the Steelers. Has anyone else in the NFL have to gone through anything even half as close to this? Absolutely not. Uh, that's what I think would be a, a, a fair re- reward to this anyway. We'll continue with this talk in the second half here. Just uh, going to jump over to a quick commercial break, and we will be back with some more live mic talking about why the Pittsburgh Steelers are currently being screwed. We are back from our break, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, continuing along with our discussion today on the Pittsburgh Steelers game being moved, the entire situation going on around the NFL, and why the Steelers are the team that's really bearing the brunt of the NFL's wrath somehow, despite them being the team that has done absolutely nothing wrong. One of the things coming to this week when those uh, tests started being announced that I I was starting to think of was, well, this is the Ravens' fault. So this game is going to get played, and they're going to have to play basically with their their practice squad and some backups. And that's kind of what it was shaping up to be. But as the days go by here, and this game continues to be pushed further and further back, the Ravens are going to continue to get more and more of those players that were deemed close, close contacts back. Sure, like the NFL wants the best players playing, and I'm sure the Steelers want that to happen too. They don't want to face some JV level team. Of course, they're still in the NFL. They're the best players in the world, but it's still not to the level of those all those Pro Bowl starters that the Ravens have on their team that weren't supposed to be in. But as, as the days go by here, J.K. Dobbins has been reported to uh, now be available for Wednesday night. Same with Mark Ingram. How many of these players are going to continue to come back into this lineup? It's really funny because this game was pushed to Wednesday, not because of any sickness issue. That's because of a practice issue, which I think is more so on the Ravens. And when you look at the Ravens, it's like, when did John Harbaugh become commissioner of the NFL? Why is it everything he says goes? Are you kidding me? The Ravens don't deserve to have this game played on Wednesday. It doesn't make any sense to me why the NFL is pandering to this. The game's going to be played at 3.40 Eastern time before a stupid tree light ceremony, I suppose, at the Rockefeller Plaza with a tree that was absolutely wrecked by a windstorm. I I really don't think people are going to care too much to watch that. And the NFL's not going to be, like, drawing big-time money from this Wednesday game, so... Who cares, like, who's... At some point, it's like, we know Lamar and Jackson's not going to play. So who cares who who else is in this lineup because no one's going to watch it anyway. It's going to be in the middle of the day. People on the West Coast, if you go to work, <laughs> it's too late now to take time off unless you're taking a sick day. I don't know how many people are going to do that to watch the Steelers take on Robert Griffin III. Why is the NFL pandering to this? It doesn't make any sense. And if the Steelers are to go out there and absolutely dominate a team that doesn't have their offensive or defensive line available, because that's basically what it is at this point, who's that really benefiting? What was the point? If the Steelers win this game by 28 points, what was the point? What was the point of delaying it today? Because when you look at it, it just seems like it's kind of screwing the Steelers over more because they have less rest going 
up against the, the Washington football team, who's tied at the top of the NFC East. Yes, I know that is a weak division, but they've strung together a couple wins in a row. And they played on Thanksgiving. Think of it. How many days off are they going to have after the Thursday game, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? More than a week. It's it's ridiculous how much time the Washington football team are going to have to prepare for the Steelers. They're going to have the Steelers scouted better than anyone's ever going to have this team scouted this year because of the amount of time they've had to do it. And then the Steelers, after that game, they got to prepare for the Sunday nighter against the Bills, which is going to end up being the biggest game left on the Steelers' schedule. They get through that game, they have a chance to go undefeated. That's what it comes down to. But right now, this team is going to be absolutely gassed at this point. And after that, after that, they got the Bengals on Monday night. And really, at that point in the year, if, if the Steelers are sitting there, at that point, they'd have to be 13-0, hopefully. If that's what the record is, I would hope Coach Tomlin just says, all right, boys, we are not going to practice until Thursday or Friday. We'll practice the weekend and then go into Cincinnati, who doesn't have a quarterback. And sure, that that would be a mistake in taking the Bengals lightly. That really would be. But at some point, you've got to rest your guys. And if you want a long playoff run, and there's a chance you might even lose that first round bye, because who knows if the NFL ends up adding that extra playoff team. If that's what happens, all of a sudden, the Steelers are going to be absolutely gassed in a fist fight, I don't know, with Tennessee and Derrick Henry in the divisional round, because there is a world where that happens. And if that is the case, do you think an absolute bagged and gassed Steelers team is going to be able to play a 60-minute thumper up against Derrick Henry, who plays his best football late in years when teams are beat up, and he just continues to pound the rock? I, I sure think the Steelers are the, the team to knock off a, a Tennessee Titans team like that that's built to to pound the ball down your throat. But I'm not picking any team that's absolutely exhausted to, to stop a guy like Derrick Henry. All of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, the, the Steelers are phonies. They went undefeated, and then they lost in the first round of the Tennessee Titans. You know what? They were absolutely bagged. They, they had no reason, no reason to make it through that game. And that's going to be the narrative. And that's something that's going to make me sick if that ends up happening. The Steelers, the Steelers, if they didn't have motivation before, they should absolutely have it now. Because right now the NFL has, for, for whatever reason, continued to stack the deck against the Steelers. It, the fact of the matter is, if you don't already know the forfeit rule, I know some people are throwing around that players don't get paid on either side. Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk uh mentioned that that's not the case in the event of a forfeit players still get paid it's a cancellation when game when players are not paid at some sense if the ravens continue to try to brush this game off you you probably should force them into that scenario and you know what as a steelers fan that is not something i want i want the steelers to or the ravens to come into pittsburgh and get their butts kicked and go through a complete blood bloodbath like these rivalry games are that's what i want to see that's what we all want to see but for this to continue on any longer if the ravens somehow get their way and and you know what if you don't think this there's this week is gonna this game's gonna get shifted to week 18 the ravens have got everything they've wanted all week long for whatever reason the nfl has just bent over backwards to the ravens demands they, the game could have been played Sunday morning. It, it could have been. If 
they were able to pick up that uh, that Willie Sneed positive and pull him from the game and f- realize there wasn't any more close contacts, that game could have been played. It, get, it gets pushed to Tuesday. Once again, it still ha- we still haven't got to that point in the year yet. We still haven't made it to Tuesday, but the outbreak has been deemed over in Baltimore. And for whatever reason, the NFL says, oh, man, these guys are really sad because they didn't get to practice. Boo-hoo. We're going to give you what you want and push it back another day. And now the Ravens, are there's still members in that locker room that wa- that are crying for this game to be pushed back again. And to be honest, it, like it's already gone too far. Uh, to me, my opinion on this, if this game wasn't played on Tuesday because of Baltimore's locker room and their inability to get their COVID situation under control, they should just be deemed a forfeit. Something I wouldn't want to have happen. And we move along with the schedule. Because at, at some point, you're just damaging the Steelers and their chances towards the ultimate victory, which is the Super Bowl. That's the ultimate goal. That's the pinnacle. And the Steelers now are faced with playing three games in 12 days. Playing an NFL schedule. Three games in 12 days. It it really is ridiculous. And and at some point, I'm just at a loss for words, really. It's what it boils down to. It doesn't make any sense to me. While the Ravens continue to get everything they want, and the Steelers, for whatever reason... All year long, be it against the Titans, now be it against the Ravens. They got to bend over backward and just do what the NFL says because they feel bad for Baltimore. I Like, literally, it doesn't make any sense to me. There's a shot the Ravens won't even be a playoff team. So if the NFL really cared about their, their ratings... Why not? Why not even lean towards a team that has a chance of going undefeated? Like, why not? Like that. That's going to be the storyline of the year. And the sad thing is, I can already see it when the Steelers are going in today. The if they make it to the AFC Championship undefeated, they won't be talking about. Oh, can the can the Steelers pull off the perfect season? That's not what they're going to be talking about. They're going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes and can Patrick Mahomes knock off the undefeated team, the greatness of the greatest quarterback in the history of football. I, I, I know that's a ridiculous statement. I, I don't believe Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback in the history of football at this point, but the way some people talk about him, that's exactly how they feel. The NFL, I, I don't understand why the Steelers team isn't respected and, and given their due. And uh, I know some people are throwing around, if, if Dan Rooney was still alive, would this have happened? Would he have been able to put his foot down? Not being within that locker room and that front office, like, you you could really never say for certain, but the one thing that is certain here is the Steelers are the team in 2020 that have get, that have continually gotten the short end of the stick. The Titans got away with it, then the Ravens got away with it. What is next? If the Steelers can use this as motivation and bring this fire and find a way to continue to win these games down the stretch. If they are to make it all the way to the Super Bowl, it would be absolutely outstanding and by far the story of the year. Mike Tomlin has done an absolutely fantastic job of getting the Steelers to this point. And it would really be a shame if we weren't able to see this entire season kind of play out to, to its fullest, I suppose. If the Steelers fall off the tracks 
they're just so burnt out they that they can't make it any further in the playoffs. Like you can point to this moment in the year and say, you know why they look flat. You know why the Chiefs ran past them because they're so fast and so dangerous, and the Steelers look like their cleats are in concrete. You can point to this next 12 days for the Steelers. You can point at that and say, wow, thanks, Baltimore. Even if they don't make the playoffs, somehow the Baltimore Ravens might find a way to screw the Steelers in the playoffs. If I sounded like a complete homer today, then I apologize for that. But the fact of the matter is someone's got to bring up these issues. And there really is... I hate to throw out the word conspiracy against the Steelers. I think that even that's a little extreme. But for whatever reason, this Pittsburgh Steelers team is continually the one getting screwed. I've said it a few times in this episode, but that's that's what's happening. What could they have possibly done differently? If the NFL scheduled these games differently, what would have happened then? Like, you look earlier in the year, the New England Patriots had to bring Brian Hoyer into Kansas City and just get absolutely torched by the Kansas City Chiefs. NFL didn't care. They, they flew to the game four hours before kickoff. The NFL did not care. You look at the Denver Broncos. Sure, it was their fault that their quarterbacks meeting they didn't have masks on, which honestly to me is the exact same situation what's going on in Baltimore. But what happened there? Did the NFL say, oh, we'll wait an extra day for you, Denver, and you'll have Drew Locke or whoever back in at quarterback. We'll give you an extra day. No, they said, screw you. You're playing with your practice squad wide receiver at quarterback. And then they got destroyed by the the New Orleans Saints. So what's different about the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers? Tell me, what is different in this situation? Why do they continually get rewarded? This game should have been played on Tuesday at the latest. And honestly, I feel like this game still should have been played Sunday if, if the medical advice... And the medical staff of the NFL deemed that this outbreak was over. It doesn't make any sense. And I'd really like to hear some sort of an explanation from the NFL. Why, why do the Ravens get this extra special treatment? It's already Steelers-Ravens, and you know Lamar's not going to be in this game, no matter what. He's still out until the following week because of everything going on. Even though now he might play because the Dallas Cowboys and Baltimore Ravens game was moved to Tuesday. Honestly, what what is your feelings on that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. The Baltimore Ravens are getting preferential treatment when the league said they would not give anyone preferential treatment across the entire league. Not one team, but for whatever reason, the Baltimore Ravens are getting it. Is it because the NFL wants to see Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in the playoffs? Is that what it is? Because that that doesn't make any sense to me. Because at best... 11-5 Eleven and five Baltimore Ravens team that looks absolutely horrid this year and playing its its worst football since Lamar Jackson's taken the helm. You think they're going into Kansas City and knocking off the Chiefs? Absolutely not. They're going to get wrecked, and that's exactly what I hope happens Wednesday afternoon if this game is actually played. But by the time you hear this, I wouldn't even be surprised if this, the kickoff was changed once again to a later date. TBA. We'll find out what happens there. But right now, I'm not very confident. Ladies and gentlemen, that was your live mic for, I guess it's still week 12, but we're moving into week 13. (sighs) Next time you hear me, it'll be right after the Steelers play the Washington football team. Hopefully they'll be 12-0. 
by the next time you next time you hear from me, the Steelers will have played two games. So we'll see how that goes. We will catch you in the next one. But for right now, try to relax. Uh, am I am I saying that to myself? But anyway, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Make sure you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all the breaking news with this game because Lord knows there has been a lot of breaking news. Credit uh, Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield for tackling tons of that. Also, make sure you're checking out the rest of the BTSC family of podcasts. There's, there's going to be a lot of breakdown for the last couple days, and there, there's going to be a ton of content coming out for you because of this heavy schedule that the Steelers now face themselves in. So make sure, sure you're checking all that great content out. Once again, my name is Michael Beck. You've been listening to The Live Mike, and we will catch you in the next one.